and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I am stoked to be joined again by my special guest co-star, Patrice Moriarty. Welcome, Patty. Hello, hello. Oh, it's that lovely time again here. Oh, it's so lovely to have you. Oh, always a pleasure. Yes, yes. Now, I will reveal in a brief moment the topic we will be discussing today. But first, a couple of quick bits to mention. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast on whatever platform that may be. For any newbies or for those who might not be aware, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud and Spotify. You can access all the links via my website at www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com forward slash podcast. And you can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. All the links are on my website too, so give us a like and follow. Now, back to today's topic, Patty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. We're excited. It's been a lifetime preparing for this <laughs> podcast. I think, yeah, I think both of us have, actually. Yeah, I'd say we're, we're definitely fans. Mm. Equally passionate about one of our favourite topics, sport. 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 <laughs> and specifically... Sports. <laughs> was that spritz? Or I was sp- like... American mm. sports. 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 Oh, yes. I thought you said spritz as in like an Aperol no, spritz. No, that fancy. I've had one of those. Not a fan. Wasn't a fan. Oh, that's a shame anyway. Um, yeah. We'll, have, we'll okay. stick to beers while we're talking sport. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. And we're specifically going to be talking about how to love the shit out of sporting heroes today. Obviously, as we've just touched on, sport means a lot to both of us. It's a topic I know we could talk about all day. We're not going to be here all day, but we'll be here for a a red hot minute Mm. and it's going to be a good time. Yep. It's going to be a great time. We spent a day talking about sport once. We've gone to a couple of sporting fixtures. We have, including recently. Uh, Let's not talk about... (laughs) West is best, I think, is what you need to say. And moving on. (laughs) Panthers. Panthers beat Newcastle. Just yes. To, just to let the audience. I'm just. I, I think you should just let so them the know. audience know what we're talking about. I think you should. We went to a, a, a football match, mm? NRL, mm-hmm. at the foot of the mountains. We did with the mountain men of Penrith, <laughs> and they Mighty played very Panthers. well. And we they won. Played, they Panthers won. The good people won. Yeah. Well, well good players yeah. won. Sure. I mean, Newcastle, I don't know. Like, Newcastle played real well. I was expecting a bit of a blowout. Yes. Same. Although Penrith ended up winning comfortably, I was a little bit clenched 16 minutes in. Yeah, I think it got yeah it got to about 60, 65 minutes and then yeah. it was like Newcastle just – it's like they kind of gave up a little bit. Like I think they knew this is, this is coming, it's going to yeah. happen. As a Panthers fan, about it. as a Panthers fan, there's always a part of me that remembers that sometimes we find a way to lose. <laughs> For many years we found a way to lose. So this whole winning all the time is very – New and wonderful, <laughs> but there's still that part of me that yes. goes, how are we going to lose this? <laughs> it's it's almost too good to be true, isn't it? Well, I mean, hopefully not, but no. yeah, yeah. Look, let's not talk about the grand final last year. Yeah, and let's not – I don't want to jinx anything for future Penrith success because yes. as a Westie, as a Western Sydney person – um, I would love to see Penrith go really well. Hopefully not at the expense of Newcastle, but like look. this weekend. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> Sally is cut up. It's time to move on. She loves Newcastle. Yes. Um, so when we decided to do these episodes, you know, bringing Patrice in so we can have some banter and laughs, I think it was a given that sport was going to be a topic. We just had to figure out you know, what's the best plan of attack here? And we thought sporting heroes. We both have some individual sporting heroes. We have some that we share mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about them. Yep. It's going to be great. Um, got my list here. Yes. All wonderful people. Well, should we start with you, Patrice? Yes. I know you've got a good, you know, the first few selection uh-huh. I think is, is really quality. Yeah. The rest of them... Okay. Oh no, no, the rest is quite, but it's it's quality no, yes, in course. one sport. So I think I think yes. you should. No, we're gonna kick coagulate. Off. Coagulate? Coagulate. 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 Mm. A little bit. Yes. So I love cricket. Cricket's probably my favourite sport. I played it when I was little. 
I ended up playing for New South Wales in Australia in year six. Excuse me? I did you're not looking, know this. You're looking at a 2000 national champion at cricket. Thank you very much. <laughs> Amazing. Was, that was the peak of my life. But it was a good time. Good time. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, so I've got three particular heroes. So first up is Belinda Clark. And so she was the captain of Australia when I was playing cricket she scored double centuries in an ODI. I think she was the first person, male or female, to do that in a one-day international. Fantastic. She's done. She's played all over. She was captain. She's won two World Cups. And so when I was growing up, I think I was lucky enough to meet her. I think she was like at the school sports carnival mm. thing that we were at. And she was saying hello and all of those things. And she was just a really lovely person. And uh, I, I really admired her. So Belinda Clark. Good on you. Yes. What a what a person. What a is, champion. Is she doing like media and stuff now? Is she uh, in, still involved with the sport? She does the occasional, yeah. um, like com- commentary. But I think she's probably like on the ICC board or something mm. like that. That might be wrong. She's on boards and stuff. She's she's like, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very important and yeah. very important to you. Yes, sentimentally. Yes, yes. Linda Clark. So yeah. So of course, when I was playing, it was you know mostly. Men, they mm. had all of the um, the uh, you know spotlight on them. Women's sport wasn't on TV at all. No, not really. So the next person is even it's more exciting, Elise Perry. So yes. she is an amazing athlete. Uh, she played for Australia and actually I think she scored a goal in a World Cup final. Not Wait, a, what? In, in, the, in a World Cup game. A goal? Yeah. Oh, so she played soccer. She played Australia. Yeah, she played for the Matildas. Oh, yes, and this then is she true. had to choose between the Matildas and cricket. My apologies. Yes, I am aware. I was aware that there was someone of quite big stature in the game that yeah. had done that. I couldn't recall that it was Elise on your Elise. Yep. So that's Elise Perry, and uh, me and my friend Beth are very big fans, and um, also <laughs> Beth's sister Louise. <laughs> Patty looks so, so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to often like it's only like ten dollars to go to a BBI match, or you can go to a Test match or an Australian game, and they really wonderful because they after the match they come up and they talk to you, sign. I've got like two photos with her. <sighs> so one day we went to uh, North Sydney Oval, and there's only like certain places that you can park. So most of them just everybody parks in this like this this parking area. There's no like special place. It's not a great place to park at. Yeah, so mm. so me and my friends, we got out of the parking area, and then like this like person drove by on their car, and uh, in their car, and my friend was like, I think that was Ollie Sperry. Yeah, so we just weirdly like loitered around, and then suddenly like it was it, like we just were waiting on like one side of the road, <laughs> and then she like. Came outside. It was her. It was her. Good. It was Elise Perry. <laughs> and then she would get like her headphones in. And so we just kind of like, hi, nothing. Nothing. She was, you know, she had a game on. She was focused. But oh. we also were there. So she scored a double century in the in the test match against England. And it was such a really, it was a beautiful thing to see. She's such a great player. And to see her, one, score a century and then to play all day score a double century and then she came off and like opened the bowling oh so it was amazing what a legend yeah and i like i always like one of my favorite movies is a league of their own there's no crying in baseball mm, tom hanks tina davis and so i just really felt like it was a real like league of their own moment and then of course my other favorite cricket player is steve war champion champion he's just when you're back to the wall steve war comes in and saves the day and he's also just like a top bloke. Like he seems like really like down to earth. He's got all these like charities mm. and like good stuff that he's got going on. And he doesn't get too overawed. He's just a good bloke with a capital G and a capital B. Yeah. Good bloke. Good bloke. We love Steve Waugh. Yeah. He's probably one of my favourite cricketers. I was very into cricket around the era that he was obviously captain. Yes. He was probably my favourite maybe with like Adam Gilchrist. I love Gilly. Ricky Ponting. Yep. Not Shane Warne. Not Shane Warne. No. <laughs> no. He's a bit showboating. Sorry, Shane. Bit of a showboater. Yeah. And, you know, it's I don't mind a bit of showboating from time to time, but mm. I just think Steve Warne, like as you said, backs to the wall, 
leadership, his leadership, it's like that's what you want in a captain and particularly a captain of the national team. Yep. Honourable. Mm. Integrity. Mm. You know. All those important things. All those important things that sometimes <laughs> slid a little bit in cricket mm. at times. Yes. Every now and then. Let's not talk about the sandpaper. No, no, no. Also met Steve Waugh. Yes. And I got to shake his hand. Oh, I, I, he, was, he was signing books and I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to shake his hand. I'm going to shake his hand. And then I got too nervous and I, I didn't. I think I said, thank you. And then like walked off. And then I went to the car, Penrith Plaza, started reading the first chapter. Mm. And it was like, you don't really have luck. Like, luck is involved, but you have to be there. And you have to have done the work to take advantage of that luck. So I was like, you know what? I've come all this way. He's still there. So I went right back in and, like, went back in, decided uh, – my excuse was I bought another book for my cousin so I could go back in the line and was like, look, I, I, I didn't do it the first time but I just wanted to come back and shake your hand. Is that all right? Oh. He, he, you know, stuck his hand out. Good hand Good handshake. Yes. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I, one, out of that story, I love that you started reading the book immediately. <laughs> she went back to the car. I love that. But I love that you went back in and shook his hand because you know what? You you might not ever get to meet him again. Exactly. Have you since? No. no. So there you go. You don't I know. I not. So, I mean, look, I hope one day you do get to see Steve again. But if you don't, you can always say, I shook that man's hand. Indeed. And you took a chance, Patty, because you could have, like, you know, the, you might have felt a little bit of embarrassment going back in, but no, that's no. not embarrassing at all. Exactly. Then you lied up. about your cousin's yeah. book or whatever, your friend's book. Who cares? <laughs> I'm shaking that man's hand. Yeah. The guy was like, hey, you've been here before. And I was like, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Come back because I want to shake his hand. I'm back. Shook the man's hand. Love it. The champion. Absolute champion. The legend, Steve Waugh, shaking his hand. Yeah. Three good champions, three good cricket champions right there. I think we're going to segue into a bit of rugby league, but a rugby league. Who is my first sporting hero to share on the podcast? So, yes, Andrew Johns, who was the uh, halfback and captain for a long time for the Newcastle Knights, played from like the mid-90s up until – I think he retired in like 2007 Mm. Um, and, you know, he's widely considered one of the greatest rugby league players to ever play the game. Mm. Um, His skill, his influence on the game. This is how, in the most simplest way I can explain how I saw his influence on a game. So, unfortunately, Andrew, or affectionately known as Joey, Joey Johns, Joey plays close friends like 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 me yes yeah um so Joey towards like the end of his career he suffered a few big injuries I remember he did his ACL his I think he broke his jaw um a few other injuries here and there and I just remember any time he would get injured I just knew we weren't going to win I just knew it and Mm. we had at one point we had a really really wonderful team like we won the premiership in 2001 there were players Ben Kennedy Samana Tahu Matthew Gidley you know world-class players Paul Harrigan obviously in the the late 90s Um, Matthew Johns you know Tony Butterfield players like that but I just knew every time he got injured I just we're not going to win and very Mm. rarely would we win without him Mm. whereas when you'd see his name on the team sheet I always felt very confident we were going to win. That was his yeah. influence yeah. on the game. Such was his skill. He was always a really good defender. So mm-hmm. as like a, a halfback, obviously. He's like the general of the of the team. Yes. Sets up know, the plays. The creators them. Yes. So normally it's more the attacking flair and a good kicking game, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. which he possessed. Or a passing game. Or a passing game. I love a good passing game. Love a good passing game. But Joey could also tackle like he was a forward he, he was such a good defender and I like when I, you know, when I watch games now and I'm watching, say, like a team that I don't really know too much about, I like when I see the halfbacks getting in there, tackling around the legs. You know, mm. it's just it's good to see because you need to be a good defender. I think defence comes first mm. and then attack follows on from that. Nice. You know, like why don't bit. you give me a coaching job, NRL? Yeah. So similar to you in a sense of with your Steve War discussion earlier you know you got to meet him I have not met Andrew Johns however if you look I've just whacked myself in the head Mm -hmm. if you look past me you'll see a framed letter 
uh, on the, the oh, wall. I see it. It's a beautiful little letter and so then there's a photo underneath. There is a photo underneath. It's signed. I've got another signed one of like the team. I think it was the 2001 team. And so when I was about 10, 9 or 10, I wrote him a fan mail letter. Just telling him how much I loved him and loved the team and, you know, you know, little Sal. Little Sal. <laughs> and he wrote back. Oh. And that is his signature. It's a very short letter. I, I think it says. Thanks for your letter. Thanks for your support during the years. Oh, that's nice. Hope you and your family are well. Oh. All the best, Andrew Johns. That's great. What else do you want? That's and, fine. And that was that's like lovely. the greatest that's day. super lovely. It was very lovely. So, you know, shout out Joey. He Look, Joey's kind of one of those characters that because of some of – there's been a few off-field things that mm. he went through in his career and a lot of stuff that didn't really come out until – after he retired, <clears throat> obviously there was a lot around, you know, he was taking some recreational drugs during his career, um, you know, and he had a battle with bipolar that he didn't really know was bipolar until he was diagnosed after his career. So some of his, you know, aggression that you might see, that, you know, out and about when he was maybe out with some of the boys and mm. having beers and things like that. So Or in like training. Or, or in training and even on the game. So it's kind of like on field and off field. Sometimes people think, what? wrong with this guy like you yeah know, there's a bit going on there and I feel like he's he's not someone that you know when you think of like the good guys of rugby league I don't think Andrew Johns always pops into people's minds mm. but at the same time for me it was really cool you know I, I started following Newcastle when I was about eight and the fact that we had the best player in our team like was the best it was Amazing. just the best yep. so you know I wouldn't say that I idolise him the same way now because he's no longer playing and, you know, good for him with his media career. But he, he meant a great deal to me. Little Sal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, little Sal. That's that's my Andrew John's, you know, love. Yeah. It's a love and appreciation. He was a for me as well. Quick notable mention, Paul Harrigan, you did um, touch yes. on him earlier. He was probably behind Joey um, in terms of that era. And, and Chief is... You know, he's affectionately known as Chief by his mates as well, which I am. Um, That's true. <laughs> but Chief is definitely one of those people now, the good guys good of bloke. the game. Good yes. bloke. Good and bloke. And I be ads. Yes. Looking and out for you. healthy as a – he looks like he could still play. He probably could. And he's probably like 50-something now. I haven't seen a recent photo. He but, looks um, good. We'll, yeah. we'll have a I, look I would, at that. I would believe you. He's got yeah. that handsome structure. Yes, he's very handsome. So shout out to the Chief. But, uh, yeah, Joey – Number one, Ryan Girdler. Yeah. Ryan Girdler. <laughs> I love Ryan Girdler. So he's a Penrith uh, player. He's mm. in the centres. Mm. And you could always rely on Ryan Girdler when you, your team was in defending, mm-hmm. backs to the line, points down, mm. intercept king. Yes. I love, I love a Ryan Girdler intercept try. There was a game in State of Origin where Ryan Girdler, he was also a goal kicker. Yes. Um, he scored like 30-something points. I, I think it was yeah. a record yeah. a for Origin. Yeah. And then a whole heap of like uh, conversions. Mm. I love him. Yeah. Couldn't love him more. Also, Kurtz. a bit handsome. He is a bit handsome. He was very handsome. Mm. So, again, still one of is. these crushes. Yes. You say still is. He's a silver fox. Mm. That's part of the sporting heroes thing sometimes too. I mean, we, we need to throw that factor in there that sometimes attractiveness or looks yes. do play a bit of a part. That's true. It's, you know, it's human nature. Fact. Yes. Human nature. He also is a bit funny. He's on the footy show. Mm. Did some laughs. Did a few of those like in the street interviews. Yes. So, you know, all around I had a bit of a giggle whenever yeah. Gertz was around. Giggle at Gerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good one. You have another footy one though, Patty, that I think is a really special one to share. Yes. So one of my like sporting heroes. Um, so I uh, used to uh, volunteer and work with a, a group called Tribal Warrior in Redfern. Um, and it's run by this amazing man, Uncle Shane Phillips. And so uh, he's lived in Redfern all his life. Um, and so um, he set up a program uh, for young young kids um, to to get some routine and, and, and discipline in their life. So he runs it with a bunch of other um, like elders and also um, older mentors. And so they get up early in the morning. Um, they get up at, at 
before six, pick up the kids, go in and do like a, a round of boxer size. And they also invite like the police there. So it's called breaking barriers. So mm. everybody has to do the same thing. Everybody has to do a pain round. And as like to support this, a lot of the mentors are actually from the team, the local team. So they're <laughs> called the Redfern All Blacks. And so, uh, yeah, a few of the mentors are also um, play for the Redfern All Blacks. And they had it one for – so they, they play in the South Sydney – local sort of premiership yep. and they had it won I think since 1975 I think I feel um, myself through the building of this community mm. program and all of that stuff they then went on to win the premiership oh, and then just. went on to win it not once but I think it was five times four or five times in a row wow. yes and so and also the the local area commander Luke Freudenstein was a trainer became a trainer in amazing the, in the for the team so yeah so I just thought I love I love uh, Uncle Shane and um, a few of the players there, but they were really some of my sporting heroes as well um, yeah. just because they go through so much and then they become real heroes for their community as well. Oh. So, yeah, so That's I feel like it's, it's like about. a – I feel like, you know, Russell Crowe or someone should, like, make a movie because it's like the Aussie Day real-life Remember the Titans yes. situation. I think Russell could do this and obviously the South Sydney connection. Yes, absolutely. Come on, Russell. I mean, if they want to, they might not want to. They might not want to, but yeah, yeah. Come on, Russell. Denzel, I know you're listening. Come down and play Uncle Shane. <sighs> you can do casting. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're gonna move a little bit away from rugby league now, and we're gonna motion into one of my favourite sports, netball. Ooh, Netty, yeah. netball, fiery game, great game. Oh, yeah. Anyone who says it's not a contact sport, you haven't, <laughs> you played. haven't played or seen it. No. You've got no idea. You have no idea. Oh. So my sporting hero uh, from netball is Liz Ellis. Now, Liz Ellis is probably the most celebrated and known netballer in Australian history. Um, she was my netball hero growing up. I played netball, I think, from around seven or eight to about 15, maybe 16. Oh, a long time. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad for mm. the uh, Ingleburn RSL Ingleburn. team. We had um, – because Ingleburn, we had like oh, these flames. flames. We had the best jerseys or – Amazing. What do you call like netball tops? I don't know. I just yep. called it a jersey. Um, and a yes, tunic. A tunic. <laughs> <laughs> When I wore my scungies <laughs> and my your flames visor hats, oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness, the fashion! Did you have the pleat skirts that had yes. the little zip? Yeah, look, the fashion has come a long way, I think, yes. in netball. The the uniforms are a lot better now <laughs> than what they were in the nineties. But so Liz Ellis was, uh, she played for the Sydney Swifts. They're now the New South Wales Swifts, but back then the competition was more capital city based. So she was the captain of the Sydney Swifts for a very long time throughout the 90s, 2000s, and also the captain of Australia, the Diamonds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she played goalkeeper. Mm. She had a little bit of goal defence every now and then, but she was mostly goalkeeper, which yeah. is the position I played. Oh. Long Shanks <sighs> Sally. Long Shanks Sally. Long Shanks Lizzie. Get through that. Oh, mate, she was such a good defender and obviously being captain of the teams that she played in, an incredible leader. Um, and I think I was thinking about this before when I was prepping for this episode and it's like that whole thing of, you know, when you're a kid, you like to see someone in the sport that you love that kind of represents you, yes. maybe looks a bit like you, not necessarily yeah. saying that Liz Ellis and I are twins or anything, but, sure. you know, the fact that she was tall, brown yep. hair, yep. you know, lean, played the same position defender. as me, defender, yep. you know, she was good at the rebounds. I really tried to, that was my thing, like get yes. the rebounds. Yeah. And I feel like it was that thing of like I could see myself a bit in her, you know, and I never really aspired to play like representative mm. netball, but I just love that about her. Like I could – I could be you and, yes. and you're inspiring people like me yep. and so many other young girls that are defenders, you know, that, that feel like they see themselves in you. So Definitely. that's what Lizzie represents to me. I will just say if anyone gets a chance, go on YouTube, look up Liz Ellis, uh, the 1999 World Championships final against New Zealand. One of the greatest rebounds <sighs> in the dying moments of the game. It was 41 all, I believe. Oh, Liz Ellis takes this amazing rebound. And there's a huge rivalry between Australia and New oh. Zealand, the biggest one in Nepal. Massive. And look, 
They've had the wood on us recently, but I think mm. times are changing. Good. Just quietly, just quietly. Just quietly. But it was always New Zealand, Australia, New Zealand, Australia. And it still is in a yeah. lot of respects. And so she takes this rebound in the dying seconds of the game. Then a couple of passes up the court. Cheryl McMahon, who was the goal attack, shoots the goal right almost on the buzzer. And it is one of the greatest yes. moments, I think, in Australian team sport history. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know about it, though, because at the time, netball was a bit more niche in terms of its, you know, demographic. On the television. And on the television. I used to watch the netball on ABC on Saturday yeah, afternoons. Yeah, that's right. Yep, now it's, it's on Channel 9. It gets more of, you know, coverage yeah. and yep. promotion. And Definitely. Liz Ellis is a really big advocate of promoting the game beaming the game up to what it should be and that is a world-class product definitely um and also a great advocate for women in sport yeah and i think that it's just like we sort of grew up and i think what was really a golden era for australian sport we were dominating in cricket we were dominating in the rugby we were dominating in netball we dominate we had the olympics even at the same tennis time. we had some tennis, great players that's right the poo oh Mark pat rafter oh. Leighton Hewitt, come on. So good. So I think we really grew up and so a big part of the culture as a whole in that time was sport, was mm. being successful in sport, the never never say die kind of yes. attitude. And my next hero um, is, is Dylan Alcott. Um, and so he's a tennis champion. He's um, gotten two gold medals. Um, and he also, again, like Elise Perry, actually played uh, basketball as well. Mm. So he's in a wheelchair. Uh, when he was born, he had a tumour around his spine that they were able to operate on, but then he was paraplegic. Um, but he so and so he sort of like uh, lived his life in a way that's I think really inspiring. And mm. he's still chased, you know, despite having difficulties in his life, he's still chased that. And he's you know he just has a really great attitude. He's mm. also been like a a radio presenter for Triple J, yes. who I've really loved. He's also on TV at the moment, The Set. Yes, on the ABC. Linda Mariano. Oh. I love Linda Mariano. Great duo. Great Shout duo. out to Linda Mariano quickly because oh. we love her. Love Linda. And she's got a great podcast. on. She's got Tough Love, her yes. own, but also one with Brooke Boney called The Dream Club. Oh. I think they're very similar to us, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> similar vibe. I mean, really, they're stealing our shit. Yeah. <laughs> but just they're, you know, they're, you know, Banter. Vibes. I love yeah. their vibes. But yes, yeah, yeah. sorry, Dylan. Yeah. yeah, so I just think she's like he, sorry, at the moment is is one of my inspirations. Not, you know, I think we're probably, a, he's actually probably a bit younger than us. Mm. Um, little bit. Little bit. Two years mm. or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, so he's one of my, um, yeah, just embodies that never say die attitude and, and takes the opportunities that he's given. And I think he's amazing. He is amazing and he is also such an advocate, you know, for people definitely with disabilities to get into sport, creating more inclusive spaces, not just in sport but I know even like with, to do with music and arts yeah. and all those things that he's doing. He is – he's a bloody champion. He is, yeah. absolutely. He should be he's celebrated more, I think. Aussie champion in general, mm. not just sporting hero but no. every, everything. So Patty and I have a mutual sporting hero that we would like to talk about now. And Indeed. it is the one, the only, Serena, Serena Williams. Williams. Oh! <laughs> so I feel like Serena is elite. When I oh. think of elite athletes, yep. I think of Serena Williams. Serena Williams. What I also love about her is that she is a brand. She is mm. an entrepreneur. She is – there's so many layers to what she's doing. She's a businesswoman. Obviously, yep. she's a wife, a mother. She's yep. an incredible athlete. She's yep. an advocate. All those things. And I, I don't think we see enough of that. Or maybe it is just because women's sport has, you know, had a lot of challenges mm. over the years. But it's so great to see a woman of that kind of standard – Because we're so used to seeing men, you know, get all the endorsements and things like that. You know, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, people who are worthy. I'm not saying that they haven't done, you know, really great things and they're not very talented. But it's so good to see her just kicking goals and kicking ass. Worldwide amazing person. I love her. Yeah. And we're also like kind of friends because I followed her on (laughs) Snapchat. (laughs) No. No. I followed her on Snapchat and she's a really good follow. (laughs) Like she's really funny. She like lets you into her life a little bit. 
Um, and so I, I feel like a personal connection with her, even though <laughs> it's one way. It's, it's, it's one, one way. way. But that's okay. Should we talk a little bit about – so I, I put down some stats yes, of hers. Yes, definitely. So she won her first Grand Slam – in 1999, that is 22 what? years ago. That's how long she's been killing it. That's amazing. Ama- she's, I think she's about to turn 40. or Maybe she's recently what? turned 40. So she's been playing at an elite level since she was, what, 17, 18. And she's been dominating that whole time. Dominating that whole time. The, she the has- only other person, really, is v- Venus, her sister. Yes. And I feel like Venus, probably for about a good 10 Mm. Or so, 10, yeah. 12 years she was. They were pro- probably on like a very similar level. Yeah. Venus obviously hasn't won as many Grand Slams and over the years I think she's kind of, you know, just moved a bit out of the spotlight as well. Yeah. But for a while there, she the was, Williams yeah. sisters was, in the doubles oh. as well. What a duo. Watch out. Oh. No chance. No chance. If I no Imagine chance. if we played them, they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my Who racket are these down. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. But, you, you know, you just can, you can I feel it. like they would look at me and I would be like, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done. You defeated me. Ace. We're done. That's it. They're, just, yeah, they're yeah. so good. And I feel like she's copped, you know, a lot of heat in her career. Yes. And sometimes, you know, I think Serena – has pushed boundaries and she is very passionate. She's fiery. She's so competitive that, of course, sometimes, you know, she's going to have a few outbursts and things like that. But I love that she always stands her ground. Definitely. And, you know, again, a huge advocate for women in sport, for women of colour in sport. Definitely. I just – I look at her and I think, you know what, you are – you are amazing. And you're, she could be one in a generation, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. One in a lifetime, really. One in a lifetime. I think often if you're uh, successful, there's a bit of the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. But if you're a woman, I think that's worse. And if you're a person of colour, I think that's it's worse. Mm. And it's so like amplified. Yes. And look, has she always gotten it right? Probably not. Is she a human being? Is she a human being? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Ooh. I had somebody looking at my life. They would be not yes. impressed. And let's also, on a more serious note, throw in there that she has experienced racism in yeah. her career as well, like many athletes of colour, um, you know, experience. And I think sometimes that probably gets forgotten about when, yeah. you know, when you're talking about, oh, she behaves this way. She behaves. Well, sometimes, yeah, she's probably really angry because of the shit she's had to put up with that is exactly. unnecessary and other athletes do not have to experience it. Yep. So she's a little angry. That's okay in my books. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, exactly. We love you, Serena. We love you, Serena. If you're listening, come say hello. Come say hi. Well, Patty said she's like practically <laughs> a friend because she follows you on Snapchat. <laughs> oh, I love she's it. She's also fr- friends with uh, Megan Markle. Again, another woman. Another awesome lady. We need. We do need to do an episode. Just awesome ladies. About awesome ladies. Possibly a yes. particular segment on and then Megan. Yeah. Ugh. Again, cutting yeah. down the tall poppy. It it's a thing. And it's actually But also cutting down a, a strong woman of colour yes. as well. Yeah, I for think for no good reason at all. No good reason. I think this is an episode. But look, let's we'll stay on track because yeah. guys, we know right. that you're you're loving the sport content. The Matildas. Oh yeah. The Australian women's soccer team so or good. football, if say you're maybe from Europe or the UK or South America. We do have some listeners from, you know, across oh, the cool. world. We have had, you know, a few from like, you know, America. Yeah. Um, the UK. Europe, so I want to cater to that, but we will probably say soccer because yes. that's what Apologize. we say. Oh, we're sorry, we don't mean offense. We're uncultured Australians, yeah. <laughs> and we just have too many football codes. It's too many football codes, guys. We've got personal. a lot of football codes that mostly they use their heads. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you can tell. Um, yeah. So the Matildas, I know, Patty, you really wanted to focus yeah. on one Matilda, yeah. in particular. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite players is Sam Kerr. Legend. I mean, when it comes to like reliable, like again, she, she scored in the World Cup several times. Uh, kind of like Andrew Johns, like when she's in the fi- on the on the team, you're like, we can win anything. So confident. Yeah, mm. she does really great. Uh, mm. Like um, goal celebrations, she just flips. She does whatever. But I just love like her skills. She's been playing overseas. She's I think she's been named the greatest soccer player um, 
a women's player um, in the world yes. at least once. Mm. And I'm just so proud that she's Australian. She's great. One of the things I was thinking of when I was doing the research for this podcast episode was when I think about soccer in Australia and, you know, I, I will always get behind the Socceroos, the men's national side Definitely. as well. I like watching the A-League. Um, there's a MacArthur team now, the MacArthur Bulls. I get behind them. You know, obviously I like paying attention to some players who are playing overseas and, you know, obviously when we had Timmy Cahill and players yep. like that. But Very I feel cool. like what a time to be alive when probably the most known soccer player in this country mm. is a female. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. And the female team, Yeah. no offence to the Socceroos, but in terms of results – doing better doing much better and same in cricket exactly yep exactly there's a theme here yeah and we're gonna go with it yeah because it's great to see and it's not about who's better no it's about let's elevate the women's game yes and i think that's what the matildas have done like we were talking about with serena before how she's a brand i find that now the matildas are one of the the most known brands in terms of in terms of national teams in the country definitely and like even there was that footage last year when they made the announcement that australia would be hosting yes the women's world cup in 2023 with new zealand yes it was pure elevation there were women and men crying yeah over that announcement commentators crying that tara rushton who commentates on fox she was like beside herself because she commentates soccer it's her passion to see that i was like people care about this definitely and it's so good it's so wonderful when we were growing up like i was saying like rarely if ever would you see women's sport on tv wasn't talked about even though there were fantastic players like Mm. belinda clark yes i'm probably the only person that i knew that knew who belinda clark was Mm. whereas now the women's team and the women's players are getting the attention and the admiration that they actually deserve yes and it's such a beautiful wonderful thing to see like you know when the matildas they played in penrith i think it was against brazil a couple yes. of years ago and the stadium was packed mm. down at the world cup final a huge packed mcg saw women playing at their best and yep. it was just so wonderful it gets me so excited it's the best tear in the eye yep when elise uh perry scored her double century again mm. packed north sydney oval i had i shed a bit of a tear yeah and but, so you should i ashamed to say it's, i shed a bit of a tear it's very emotional and i just think the matildas yeah they're, they're they're probably the ones that in my head i'm like their brand is bigger than their male counterparts and you do not see that happen very often and the fact that it's happened and it's it's healthy mm. for sport in this country and for sport across the world. Okay, so the final sporting hero before we announce our ultimate ultimate sporting hero is a man by the name of Adam Goods. If you are an mm. AFL fan or follow sport quite closely, you will know him as a Sydney Swans and AFL great. So I wanted to rattle off some stats first because please do. He's got an, a very unique story, and I think sometimes the stats get lost because mm. of a lot of other stuff that has sure. gone on. So I wanted to talk about that first. So Adam played over three hundred and seventy club games for the Swans wow. between I think it was ninety nine, two thousand fifteen when he retired. He is a two time Brownlow medalist. Now Brownlow is the ultimate individual player medal. of the year player of the year yes they they announce it at the end of the year a lot of sports have those things he's won that twice he is a two-time premiership winner with the swans Sweet. yeah baby he is also a four-time all-australian and was named in the indigenous team of the century i believe that was announced in 2005 which is also the year that the swans won their first premiership Woo-hoo. And he was also awarded the honour of Australian of the Year in 2014. Obviously, that's not a sport honour or not just a sport honour. That was a whole country. Yeah. And on the field, I would say Adam's best qualities, you know, he was the captain for many years, a fearless leader, the ultimate competitor. Mm. He was very graceful to yes. watch play. He was yes. just like – it's kind of majestic to watch him play sometimes. That's probably the word that comes to mind. Mm. And I always found his presence on the field – he was always a calming and steady influence to all the players around yes. him. That's how I would Reliable. describe him. 
very reliable. Again, good he's on your feet, your team. Yeah. Okay. We've got oh, a, he's a rock. Confident. He's a rock. Very confident. Now, off the field, I would say much the same as well. Mm. He's obviously been an incredible advocate um, for his people, outspoken on racism, which – and this is the part that's that's really sad because his mm. career ended in such disappointing fashion and not because of anything that he did, yeah. but he was – and look, I would recommend anyone listening that isn't familiar with the story, go look it up, go do research on it. It's, it's quite an interesting perspective on racism – in this country um, and the racism that Adam faced, he was relentlessly booed in his final season and a half, I think, um, which a lot of it stemmed from some racist Mm. comments that were made the season previous. Yeah, Um, he called out a a racist person. At a game. At a game. Yes, a young girl, unfortunately. It was a a very young girl who made a disgusting comment to him. And and the amazing thing about Adam throughout that entire – situation was that he kept saying this girl is not the problem yes it's, exactly. it's society it's the way that we're teaching why does she people. know why does she know this word why does she know that it's a derogatory term um and he was wonderful throughout it all mm. i know there's some you know factions of the media that would disagree but they can go get fucked because they're wrong <laughs> yep and i feel very passionately about this yep. but um it was just so sad that he was bullied and you know abused so much that he ended up calling a time on his career when I think he still probably had maybe one or Mm. two seasons left look he was about 35 36 when he retired yeah but I still think it would have been nice to see him retire on better terms yeah without him feeling pushed out or discriminated against or you know, All he, he should have been re- retired like the champion that he is yes. with admiration and, you know, feeling support mm. from the public. Yes. Mm. There were certain factions of the, you know, the media and also the public um, online abuse. All of that. It was so horrible. And it it's actually not only is it a dark part in AFL history, I believe it is one of the darkest parts of our sporting history. Yeah. Because that is how much he is revered and respected by so many people. He is an inspiration to so many young Indigenous people. I can only imagine how his people felt watching that happen. Yeah. His community. And, you know, for me, just watching it as a fan, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was so sad that he retired in that way. However, you know, like many people of, I guess, his stature and class, he has handled the whole thing with such humility yeah. and grace, which, you know, that's how he handled himself on the yes, field as well. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, Adam Goods, he's he is to me probably out of this list, like the word hero. Mm. Like, yeah, you're, you are a hero because off the field, it's all this other stuff that you have had to go through the adversity and obviously dealing with something as horrible as racism and bullying. Yeah. The way you have handled yourself, the way you have inspired others, and the way he makes the conversation about broader issues—it's never he never makes it about him. I just yep. think you're so inspirational. You are—he's the ultimate. Well, yeah, one of the ultimates. And here we go. Here we go. The one, the only, Kathy, Kathy Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> There's no way we could have done this episode and not had Kathy Freeman in. If we didn't. Yep. You deserve, we deserve to be punished, heckled, all the above. If there is anyone listening who does not know who Kathy Freeman is, which... Get with the program. (laughs) Yeah, we're judging you. You better be from overseas. You better better have a good reason. That's fine. (laughs) Kathy Freeman is a very well-known Australian runner. Mm. Um, She was, I believe... She started running professionally. I'm probably getting this wrong, but I think it was like early 90s is when she started coming yeah. to prominence. Yeah. Um, and then um, Barcelona. Yes, the Barcelona Olympics yep. and the, the 1994 Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games, which famously she uh, draped both the Aboriginal flag and the Australian flag over her and was yes. met again with some criticism, exactly. which, my Ridiculous. God. my God. Can people just stop? Can they just get over themselves? <laughs> just get the fuck over it. <sighs> um, but also I just – that for me, I do remember that moment. Um, I, I remember watching footage of it with my parents and my dad was so angry that it had caused an uproar. Mm. He was so proud that she did that. Yep. And that was my first, like my first memory 
of Kathy and um, we would have only been yeah. like five or yeah, six I at would, that time. I would agree with that. But then I know she raced in Atlanta, the Atlanta Games in yep. 96. So Kathy won the silver medal in Atlanta and then it would be four years before the moment that we all know the Sydney Olympics, which obviously held here in our home city, it mm-hmm. was such a vibe. Oh, amazing vibe. I mean, it was the best time. It was so good. The greatest time to be alive. And I wish sometimes I was a little bit older, at, mm. you know, because I do feel like sometimes my memory of the whole games is a little hazy just because I was, we were, what, 11, yes. 12. But so Kathy, at one point during that four-year period, I know she – had injured herself. Yes. And so she was off running for maybe a year. I'm not too sure how long. I'm not getting some of these details very well in terms of accuracy. But then it was like the games are coming up. Yep. Spotlights on Kathy. Yeah. The weight of the nation. Yeah. That's right. On her shoulders. And like I kind of knew that when I was a kid, but now as a 32-year-old, can you imagine going to work and 100,000 people are watching you not only that, two billion people around the world are watching you and the whole country has stopped expecting that you're going to win. Mm. She handled it so well. So well. So like, well. You look at her like at the start of that race and we are about to play a little bit of commentary. Oh, here we go. Bruce McEvaney. <laughs> One of the great calls. One of the great calls. But so you see her and, yes, you can tell there are some nerves, but she looks so focused. focused. She knows the task at hand. Yep. And she's ready. Yep. She's got a mad cool suit on. Oh, how good is that suit? And Love she wasn't going to wear that, I don't believe. I think it was yes. very last minute that that happened. I'm glad she did. I'm so glad she did. Yeah. Because I think it was just going to like, it kind of like mm. she was embracing. It mm. was like her, yeah, yes. everybody's going to be looking at me. Everyone's going to be looking at me and I'm going to put on a show. Yep. I am about to play a bit of the commentary. Mm-hmm. from this race we're gonna see how this goes yes i remember watching this as a little kid being so excited is that the speaker yeah your mind is about to be blown although you know what's coming because i'm hoping you've watched and seen this a million times over just a quick thing before i do play it i watch this quite often mm. like it, it it can be you know a, a wednesday Yep. You know, at about 10 a.m. Yep. And I'm, I'm maybe like, you know, at my desk yep. working from home mm-hmm. and I just – I'm like, I need something just quickly to get my head away from work and I will watch this. Or it could be late at night after a few drinks. I've gone, you know, to bed, a little bit tipsy, get my phone out, YouTube, Kathy Freeman, 400-metre final. Good for you. That yeah. sounds great. Not o- like when I say often, I'm not doing this <laughs> every, like every Wednesday. Wednesday. But like – uh, you know, maybe once or twice a year. Oh yeah, I would say that Definitely. I watch this at least because it is just—it's amazing. Yeah, I was and every time I watch it, I still get like, is "She gonna yeah. win? Come on, let's go!" Yes, and I, I there was a there was actually I think it was twenty years last year. Yes, since this happened, obviously it was in two thousand. Um, Good and then there was, <laughs> and there was a documentary I think called Freeman. Mm. It was so good. I highly recommend watching that because it was so brilliant. And then it, it, the combination was this moment. Fantastic. All right, we're going to play it. Don't sue us, YouTube. Away, Freeman out well. A mighty roar surrounds the stadium. Hogan Boyer wide sailing. Freeman, they're holding their stagger early. Graham's gone out strongly in the back straight. She's in the middle. Come on, so Kathy. <laughs> Good. Ugh. 
That's I love it. And then the, the, the female commentator goes, "What a relief!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is probably yeah. the word that Kathy used in that documentary several mm. times to say the relief she felt afterwards. But even just that, I mean, like. I just think the way she's handled her whole career post that as well. Yes. She's gone on to – I think she retired only a few years after that. Yeah. Gone on to have, you know, the Kathy Freeman Foundation. She yep. does amazing work with Indigenous communities across the country. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't really pop up much in the spotlight. No. Very humble. So yes. humble. Yeah. But even that, it's just like, I, you know, I had a job yeah. to do and I did yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And in the um, the documentary, she also felt that she it was almost like a spiritual experience, like her mm. ancestors were with her as she was running, and um, yeah. And so, what a beautiful moment for her! And just, I'm just so proud of her, and proud to be Australian. That's that's what it felt like. We'll to always, me. we'll always be proud of her too. I want to just read out a quote that I found today. Uh, from her biography, Kathy, her own story, and this was related to when she draped the two flags back in the '94 um, games, and you know, obviously a lot of backlash and just bullshit. But she said, "I wanted to shout, look at me, look at my skin. I'm black and I'm the best. There was no yeah. more shame. Yeah, you are the best, Kathy. Yeah, that's right. You are the best. Exactly." Let people be who they are. Yes. Amazing. And that's it. They are amazing. All the people of colour that we have mentioned on this podcast today are amazing, just like everyone else. Exactly. What is this stupid what thing? Is this? It's just so yeah. stupid. It's the colour of someone's skin. Mm. Who gives a crap? Who cares? Why is it a thing? It shouldn't be Get a thing. Get over it. And it's also what we were saying before about the men and women thing too, about how women's yeah. sport is really elevated you know, it's not a competition. It's not about women are better than men or vice versa. No. That's not what this is. Let's let everyone enjoy sport yes. and be good at the sports they're good at and, yeah. and just inspire people. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Kathy, you are the best. You are the best. She is simply the best. <laughs> Great. Best. One of the best sports songs of all time. I think it's the best. And what a like what a note to end on. Amen. This has been simply the best. Absolutely, it's been Sally. So good. I think we will talk more sport at some point Definitely. on the podcast. Um, but it's been lovely sharing, you know, our sporting heroes together. Um, so thanks, Patty. No worries, Sally. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure as always. You know what? You are a champion. Oh, You're a legend, Sal. You're a champion. Thank you. Best. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.